You're listening to Red Nation Online. So everybody back for TFC. Whipped in towards the front post. It's straight in. Paulino from the free kick. Bono caught out. Couldn't keep it out. And Chivas are back in front. Tuesday, April 17th, Steve Perry, I'm Ian Clark, we're back from BMO Field, feeling like December 2016. A disappointing 2-1 loss to Chivas Guadalajara was not the expected result after dispatching Tigres and Club America. Weather aside, the Reds came out with determination needed for a final, but something was just slightly off that made the difference. Add in two critical lapses, and you have the final score. However, down but not out, there's still positives and precedents to look at ahead of the last match. And we remain hopeful. It's all that and more on the next 25 minutes on East Side Stand Up. This shit. That's for sure. I was actually, I probably would have speculated the last time we felt this disappointed after a game was similar in weather going back to 2016. Because we were saying in this game, it felt like, I was like, are we, it feels like an MLS Cup final, <laughs> not a, not a CalCAP Champions League final in April. Right. Snow falling, freezing temperature. Some of the worst, actually, I mean, that ice storm that we got on the weekend, I think probably was one of the worst storms I've ever been in. I have to say, like two days before the game. Yeah. And so uh, going into this game, I think the pretext was one of the pretexts was about the pitch, right? There was a lot of uh, talk about uh, how they covered it, but like we're not even actually sure if they got it covered in time because you were thinking maybe uh, Saturday night caught them off guard, right? And uh, they had to bring out blow dryers and tarps and different things like that to uh, try and salvage what they had of the pitch. Yeah. I also feel like we had a game on Saturday out in Colorado, didn't we? It was beautiful. And, uh, it was a beautiful day in Colorado. Most of the U.S. actually have beautiful but, weather. But you were telling me we didn't send our whole team, so we were resting most of our uh, most of the people that played actually tonight. Right? Yeah, correct. Starting eleven. So in some ways, we were preparing to play the bet this team. I also think in the media, I was thinking that you know, for a cup final, like this is a cup final, um, the first leg of one. Um, but there was more talk about the Blue Jays and the Raptors games that were happening tonight, uh, and. This super important game was like getting very short shrift in terms of coverage. Yeah, and I would think there's probably more people at this game than there would have been at the Jays game. Today. It was a sold out game. Well, not sold out, but it looks like there was a lot more bums and seats than usual, right? Yeah, for a midweek too. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty impressive. It was pretty packed. It's the it's the other other side note. I mean, this is this is the MLS MLS is still waiting to to claim this title. So that's a, it's a big deal, not just in terms of Canada, but North America. Or well, North America, yes, but America and Canada and MLS. I also think psychologically, this game didn't seem like as important as the other game. It felt like uh, maybe Club America was the tougher team to beat, and I felt like this was sort of like, oh, this one's going to be a walk in the park a little bit. Like I don't think psychologically, I feel like people didn't take this game as seriously as the other two games to, to, against Tigris and Club America. And I'm not sure. I'm not saying that about the players, but I'm I'm feeling like the atmosphere was there, right? Yeah. Uh, wasn't as nervous about going into this game. 
So no, well, I made the I made the comment in the last pod that I did on the weekend that it almost feels like we played this tournament in reverse, in terms of competition. Right. Like Tigres is is known as the best team in Mexico. Club America right behind them, and then Guadalajara is having a terrible season, and so it's like we're almost playing of the three. In the quotes, worst. The worst of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you kind of got to put that in quotes because you know Liga MX side has a standard of quality that's still pretty high. Yeah, but there are also stories, rumors about like how the players aren't happy. They're playing, they're, they're uh, flying in sub-rate uh, airliners and staying in cheap hotels and people not getting paid bonuses, all sorts of stuff. We figure there's a lot of dis, uh, dissatisfaction amongst the players. Uh, would they, you know, how would that affect them, right? Probably inversely, you'd think. Yeah, you would think. And then of course, as as we've as we've speculated every game for Toronto in this tournament at home, the weather on the pitch should play to our favor. Um, you know, from the the Tigers game, we were said how well it is kind of an even it's an even playing field because nobody's played on this terrible pitch yet. But definitely, Toronto's had a lot of experience playing at BMO in the cold th- through this cold weather and snow and the, in a field that has not been able to really set. And I mean, that's one thing I, I almost feel for the grounds crew because I think they've just wanted some kind of break, some sort of <laughs> one, like, I, th- I don't even know if like four or five days have gone by where they haven't had to deal with something and just let this pitch settle. Yeah. Settle and grow and, and like really lay its foundation. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's just coming up everywhere. Like even before warm up, that's just yeah. like, you're just going, man. I know you just wonder if it's going to make it. One of our favorite whinging topics, but I actually feel for this this pitch and this field crew, um, what they've had to go through the last month and a half or so. So, and and unfortunately, I mean that's just a lot of the things that were queued up to this game. You know, I, I think I think you know you do have the concern of maybe taking a team too lightly. Yeah, um, that's what I that's that's what I was alluding to, right? And I feel like, uh, I mean, I, I mean, if we're feeling it, I'm wondering if the players are feeling it too. That's the reason why I beg the question. Uh, and right from the mark, I mean, Guadalajara goes up one nothing in the first minute of the game, right? Yeah. Uh, and they have another great chance at the seventh minute mark. There's like, there's chances coming. I mean, we had our chances too. But, they look good out of the but gate, but their chances were better. Yeah. Like they certainly were were coming at us uh, with a lot more. I would say that they were threading balls through us like we were Swiss cheese, and it made us look like we weren't in this game and like we couldn't play. And I just thought, like, we dug ourselves a pretty big hole right from the beginning, yeah. you know? Um, and it wasn't, in, I guess, until Osorio scores. Yeah. 20th minute, wasn't it? 18th, yeah. I have 1843. I think that's right. Anyway, we do, we do level. Yeah. In the first half. And it was quickly that it happened, right? Like, it wasn't any kind of, like, long, sustained possession. No. It was – because I, I remember – I can remember the mood in the stadium at the time. There wasn't, like, a swell of momentum going our way. It was a pretty quick play where um, – it, it was up to Delgado, wasn't it? And he slotted it. And it was – the thing I remember that was odd about it was that – It was there Josie wasn't, to Del, Delgado to Osorio. Yeah, and Delgado didn't put a lot of heat on that ball. And he, I almost thought, oh, he didn't put it in the right spot. But the keeper didn't move his feet. Yeah, you, th- you thought that the keeper had a mischance there because he didn't actually go. He could have had that. Yeah. And uh, Osario went sliding into the post and put it in, right? I mean, it was just a, sort of a sacrificial goal, but beautiful. 
uh, I mean, luckily the keeper didn't stop it. I mean, yeah. I felt like that. Yeah, you're right. The, the keeper that was basically that his mistake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we're level, and then I think the momentum switches in our direction, right? In the first half. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's if, if, in in a short encompassment, just to cut off you for a second with yeah. that. I thought Chivas out of the gate. Chivas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. City Guadalajara slash Chivas. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought they looked quick. I thought they were moving the ball quickly up the field. And I thought they definitely looked like, you know, maybe they were like, okay, we got to get moving fast because it's so damn cold. And Toronto was just felt like it just looked like they were a step behind. Yeah. But I like, I, I do think there was a transition through that first half where getting into the second half of the first half, and even when we were tied 1 1. I was starting to feel pretty confident that things were going to stay in our favor. Well, I felt like the chances were coming uh, from uh, it was a variety of chances. I felt like a lot of players were getting their chances. I felt like our our fullbacks were doing a lot of production on this. Um, so they were getting in the game. You're seeing uh, chances coming through from Vanderville, from Oro Jr., from Morgan. Mm -hmm. And at one point in the second half, there's a play where Morgan and Oro Jr., uh, connect with each other in the corner and get around them and then Morgan gets a cross in uh, but there was nobody there like none of the forwards are there so yeah. it's just like they did a lot of great work and then r the next within the next minute Moore is getting a header on the net and like just wide of the net like I'm just thinking these goals might be coming from defense right yeah which is like you know that's awesome to see right you see everybody getting their chances in I mean, in that first half, though, they were coming from Moore, from Altador, from Giovenko. All of them had chances. And I felt like from the 32nd minute to right to the end of the first half, it was that was pretty much us running the game. Yeah. Yeah, and I can think of in that, in that first half, though, two big moments. One was there was, a, there was a play where we picked it up in our half, and within – it was one of those moments, and we've seen them before, where the t they have literally passed – they picked it up in our end and passed it all the way to the 18-yard box in like five seconds. And they've been all running off ball. And if I remember correctly, it was the one that finished with Josie. And he just couldn't get a good shot away. Yeah. And the keeper made a beautiful stop. And there was like the whole give and go and back and forth. I saw Vanderbilt doing an end-to-end run both ways, right? Within yeah. two minutes. It was just like I was just... Moore did runs end-to-end. -end. That's right. He did, yeah. And almost finished his chance. And then, you know, the other, the other one, the one I'm thinking was Delgado. The one where yeah, it, went, it went across the top of the 18. And if he had just leaned on it or just so, even just placed it instead of try to strike it hard that was right at the top that was at the 46 minute that was the first minute in the second half oh okay was, okay uh that came from Giovenko, uh who you know you see josie taking the lead on the run and brings everybody with him and delgado's just trailing and wide open uh well not wide open because he had actually he was being marked but um he did have the shot and he just didn't get over it enough but as and he was at the top of the inside the 18, so it was like that was scoring range, right? Whenever you get at the 18, you shoot. Yeah. That's the idea. Anyway, yeah, we. I mean, we didn't let up in, at the beginning of the first half, but um, uh, you know, certainly, I, it, it just almost felt like it's not going to be our day, right? I mean, yeah. with you how many chances? With how many chances? And then you started seeing fatigue set in. Um, you're reading about something about food poisoning. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it was the food poisoning or the fatigue, but I thought it was like their legs had stopped running because, you know, that cold. I mean, it was snowing for pretty much most of the game. And, I mean, it wasn't accumulating. It was 
you know, so that made the pitch extra wet. Uh, and in fact, there was this free kick that Giovinco took at the 55th mark, which was like a fucking clinic in, sh in shooting. He was like, you know, just outside the, uh, the, uh, the circle, the center circle. Yeah. And he, just, he had it skip right in front of the keeper, which is just like it takes off because the pitch is so wet. And the keeper had to like just basically stand his ground and knock it out of bounds. And the thing is, the Guadalajara player picked it up. Like, we weren't running it. Like it just felt like we had hit our, we had hit our wall. We yeah. had played our heart out to that point, And then we just couldn't keep up at that point. Yeah. And I, I don't know how Guadalajara did because they actually, at, right till the end, they got a shot on us. Like they were running through us at the end. Uh, it just felt like we couldn't do it. I mean, I felt like it. So I mean, Guadalajara. So it's a tie at this point, and then Guadalajara get a kick, and the seven. It was the seventy first minute, and um, slotted in the back of the net, right? Yeah. Just from the kick. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's it's a tough one to you know. I mean, like, how do you you know you feel for Bono because he's he's positioning himself for a header. Yeah. Um, not for a shot on target. You know, it was like, it's a little bit like that. Uh, was it the Ronaldinho kick against England in the World Cup that uh, David Seaman misjudged? Remember, and it went all the way to the back corner, and it yeah. was it kind of felt a little bit like that. Yeah, where, it was totally like that. You know, he's like, what is he supposed to do? Stay, stay on his line, but he's in a bad position if he wants to come out and attack that ball. Yeah, and you know, it's, I was saying, I was thinking it was uh, that was the ghost of Nick LaBrocca coming back to haunt us. Uh, do you remember his free kick? Remember he had that free kick against Chicago in that terrible storm? So I didn't go to that game, but everyone, oh. but everyone talks about that game. Chicago Fire. Especially, especially, Chicago Fire. especially because of the curve yeah. on the ball. A rare Toronto FC Because of the wind the picked up, right? Yeah. And took it. It was just one of those things. But that's a different game. Yes. That was, was a different type of but game. But it was not, the same end of the pitch. It was the same end of the pitch. But it was a different, I mean. And I, similar position. Yes, but I feel like the wind had a huge factor in that in that kick. In LaBrocca's? Yes. 100%. Yeah, so I think it was a little different. It, okay, yeah. Similar, but different. Just an aerial goal. I think that's the only similarity. Yeah. Like, off a kick. Yeah. Anyways. But the wind bananaed it. Yeah. In a way that, like, no one could ever... Yeah, and, I, and let's, I mean, let's be straight. I mean, that, that goal kind of took the heart out of them. Yeah. I mean, it was... After that, I mean... You know, Toronto still kind of was in the game and fighting back, but I mean, you were seeing passes that a lot of turnovers, um, you know, the final ball just wasn't there. We weren't seeing the same, just that same grit, the same determination that you'd seen up to that point. It's we couldn't almost, even work the ball out of our end by the, like, by the end of it. Like even the last, I don't know, the last 10 minutes, we were just having difficulty making, yeah. stringing the passes together enough to get it out. So, um they kind of pressured us and kept it in. I mean, it's a great ball-wasting uh, strategy as well, but I just felt like uh, we were done. Yeah. You know, if Food I could... Food poisoning I, or whatever it was. Because I, I, I feel like if you were to run in that kind of cold, I mean, I, I don't think it was just... I don't think it was food poisoning. I just feel like they just ran... They hit their wall, right? I mean, I feel like your muscles stop working after being out in the cold for that long. Like, after, for two hours, I mean, they're going to freeze. So... Yeah. I don't know. Expect it. You couldn't expect it. And if they didn't, if it, the goals didn't come earlier, then 
That's it's so now we here we are two one in the first leg and we're down like it's, it's quite a hole that we're going into going into Mexico right yeah and this is not a position we've been into so in some ways it does put us it puts the pressure on psychologically maybe this is the mental thing that we need to snap out of it it might be you know so we got to play our hearts out now um, this might be I mean maybe strategy wise this might be the right way move but I feel like I mean I'm not so I'm not feeling confident. <laughs> going into the second game and a lot of people were wishing each other luck for the second game as we were leaving the stadium but I reluctant I feel like there's not a lot of hope I just feel like people don't believe it's not there I think this dream this last peg in the hole whatever the last like notch in the belt that we're trying to get might not be attainable so it, I don't know. Well, we might we you know if, if history is uh, anything we might need two cracks at a, at a title to get to it right um, that was one thing I was thinking but you know what I mean I don't know I mean I don't I don't think I think this team has shown since it's sort of come together in the last two years that they're capable of coming back they are right so we do know that about this team we do know that we have players who can rise to the occasion and I don't think and we've got and we've gone into we went into Monterey and I don't even think we can fault them on this game because they'd have their chances they I mean they delivered they delivered what they could they just couldn't finish that's yeah. all you know what I would say I would say I mean like truthfully if we're, if we're maybe I'm being a bit of apologist the first goal we got caught asleep yeah and the second goal it's just it's just I mean that's it happens yeah a, a shit goal like that happens you can't say they we got run off the park no. Right, and you can't say again. I wasn't as terrified as anything I saw from Chivas, more so than I did against Tigres right. or Club America. Yeah, I agree. If I can, if I can make a, a, a boxing analogy or metaphor, it is they 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 remind me of the Mexican boxer, um, and I, I think of like a Chavez Junior, which was funny. I was thinking of a Chavez Junior. He's a boxer where he got battered, Sergio Martinez, if I have the name right battered for 11 rounds and then almost comes back and knocks him out in the 12th. And funny, when I thought of him, his father, Chavez Sr., has a famous bout against Meldrick Taylor where he was losing the fight and knocked the guy out literally with five seconds to go. Oh, wow. Like literally the fight was, the fight was down to the final seconds and Meldrick Taylor got counted out. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of the MO. I mean, the, the, the spirit of a Mexican fighter is that... They go, they go 12 rounds right to the final bell. And I feel like this is, this is kind of what we saw with this team because there was, there was long stretches where we outclassed them and outpossessed them, and they just hung in and hung in. And at the end, even still making their chances. And I would say this, that, this has almost been the MO for Guadalajara in this tournament where they've, you know, in New York, I think if I, thought, if I saw that stat statistic right, they tied nil-nil in New York in the last game they played, but outshot 20 to nothing. Wow, and just hung in. Yeah, sure. Right, they the first fact, round, that's, they, and that that's what you were predicting in this game too. You were thinking that that's that was what was going to happen here. Yeah, we were just they were just going to. But hang it was in a there. very different game. No, it was. Yeah, and you and you. I mean, it's like they they lived up to in some ways what we are familiar with 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 uh, Mexican teams is they do have players with like. And just the first, technical bill, and they can, do, yeah. and they have players that can do it all on their own. And in that first ten minutes, I thought, you know, yeah, they. I, I was reminded they they were the team that beat the Red Bulls, right? Yeah. So and the Sounders. Yeah. So they beat all the they beat everybody. They lost to, to Seattle at home, and went and crushed them at home. And then they beat New York at home one nil, and then hung on for a nil nil draw. 
So in New York. So they haven't lost at home yet. So despite us thinking that they're not the best of the Mexican teams, they're still pretty damn good. Especially against MLS teams. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, yeah, actually, they're MLS crushers, right? Yeah. Giant killers. Yeah, you can say that. I mean, it's funny because the whole time we've been telling the story of Toronto FC crushing the Mexican teams, the Mexican giants, when yeah. Liga MX could walk away with a story saying Guadalajara just just slew. The three, pretty much the three best MLS teams. Yeah, that's true. So that almost now, now that we've like framed it like that, I don't think you can say we can frame like Guadalajara is the, is the worst of the three teams. Guadalajara is the underdog. You have to look at what they've done so far and say, beat the Sounders, beat the Red Bulls. And now they're 2-1 up on Toronto with the home, the home leg ahead of them. Yeah. That's quite a story and quite a feat in itself. For sure. For a team that's having a very poor season. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Steve? Do you have any sights and sounds? I, we're probably going to keep, obviously, I think the listener will, it's a, it's a Tuesday night. We're not going to, we're not going to run a 45 minute podcast. No, but I mean, I want to say that there was a lot of away support. So that was one of the sights and sounds. And then uh, just an observation. Um, so I mentioned to you about the man of the match and how you vote for the man of the match now. And I just thought, you know, when does man of the match become a popularity contest? And then I also wanted to say, because I feel like that's a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's, they're just looking for trying to involve people somehow. Yeah. But I also thought that the hashtag was rather unfortunate, which is M-O-M-S-C-C-L. And when you read it, it looks like Mom Soccer League. And I just thought, you could pick a better one. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. That's what I want to leave. That is, a long, that is a, not a very... Uh, you could read doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue. You, know, you could read it in a different way. Like when you read it, so obviously M-O-M, man of the match, but I, I, you know, it just looks like when you read it, it looks like mom soccer league. I'm sorry. It was M-O-M, wasn't it? M-O-M. Not M-O-T-M. S-C-C-L. It was M-O-M. L. Yeah, that's weird. Mom soccer league. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all I read when I see it. It's not something I think about when voting for man of the match. Yeah. Anyway. So well, well, well here's one last thing to throw out there that yeah. I'm sure people will be talking about. Um, and some people were saying the stands like, what, what do we do now with the weekend game in Houston? Hmm. Do we, cause the, the plan was they were going to do the same thing as Colorado was play, right. play a run of second team, second stringers. Right. Or, do we, do we uh, dig ourselves to the hole in the league to sacrifice for the game in Guadalajara? Or do we, do we make, do we say, look, we, we've, we probably won't come back, so we got to... I, I feel like they're going to continue because I just think that that game in Guadalajara is more important because it's like uh, the one thing that they haven't done yet. I agree. So... I, you know what I mean? Like, I really do think they should look at... I think, you know, Colorado was an instance where we were, we were playing, um, you know, our second team, and that's an opponent, I would say, overwhelming majority of the time. If we were playing our first team... That would be, I would be circling that as a win. Going to Colorado, we could yeah. win that game. Yeah, sure. and, and a lot of teams in MLS, I think our, our top squad can go away and win the game. I still think, you know, even though we know Mexico's tough, we've scored. We scored in Azteca. We scored two goals in Monterey. So we do have to, yes, we have to score two goals. So I think it's a little bit deeper. We yeah. have to score by two. We have to win by we two. Have to, we, we have to score two. We, that's to be 2 1, and then we go to 
a tiebreaker. Right. Or we win by two goals. Right. So that's what the challenge is next Tuesday. Yeah. Looking past Saturday. So we need to um, drink lots of ginger, ginger tea, lots yeah. of mint tea, get, out, get, get those stomachs settled. Quote, unquote, food poisoning out of your system. Didn't anyone tell you when you have to shower with your mouth closed, no ice cubes, bottled water only. Twin Rex. <laughs> Twin Rex. <laughs> this podcast, sponsored by Twin Rex. Yes, anyway, Montezuma's Revenge. <laughs> it happens. It takes its revenge in different ways. Yeah. Um, anything else, Steve? I get, we'll keep this nice and tidy. Yeah. No. So I can get this posted on a Wednesday night, hopefully. No. When's the next podcast? I mean, I don't know. What do we got to look up? <laughs> well, I mean, I, the next one will probably... I think I'm going to watch the, the second leg. So So if, I'm, sure, I'm sure someone will come out for that one, and, and I think we'll post it after that. Houston, maybe on the weekend. I'll see how everything shakes out with that. If you don't hear from us on the weekend, then you're going to hear one after the, the Champions League final. And we'll do whoever is with. I would probably want to do some sort of recap on the tournament discussion of the team and looking ahead to the next home game. Great. So everyone knows, Steve, the usual Sunday nights, CIUT. Equalizing the story. Yep. Everyone knows me at Clark Arno on Twitter. Info, have your say. Send us your thoughts. Hit me on Twitter. All that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll leave it to that guy. So thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Feel the, feel the